Welcome to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Lureta Roshka, your host, and Don Kennedy is here in the house with us today. Good morning. <laughs> and we are ready to jump into the Word of God. We're going to be talking about He Brought Me Out. He brought you out. He brought me out. Praise God for that. And in Psalms 18 is a very powerful, of course, the whole water God's powerful. Uh, but this Psalm right here has has some wonderful truths and it's very powerful uh, that we need to delve into it. So uh, get your ears, your spiritual ears open, your spiritual eyes open and open up your heart to receive what God's going to say today. Okay, so let's jump in in Psalms 18. This is a psalm uh, that David, the servant of the Lord, who spoke to to the Lord the words of this song. Okay, I'm reading this out of the little subtitle of my Bible. Uh, who spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. Hey, little hint here. If God has just delivered you from every single one of your enemies and Saul, who was out to kill David, it's time to celebrate. It's Woo! time. Yeah, it's hey, <laughs> Good job, Don. <laughs> Don knows how to celebrate. <laughs> and so it's, it's the time to praise God. You know, be grateful, be thankful, and tell other people what God... There's something powerful that happens when you tell other people what God has done in your life. And so we need to stop and give praise. So King David... David is praising God. You know, David wrote so many wonderful psalms. I mean, he was a musician and a songwriter that was so anointed, so powerful. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. He had, (laughs) I mean, he had a revelation from God. Mm -hmm. He had a heavenly revelation of God that came forth in his writing and in his singing and in his playing. I mean, remember, he used to play for King Saul and the demons would flee. When he'd play, and whenever I play the piano, that I, did, I want that to happen. I want to bring glory and honor to God. I want it to bring people into to worship, and when I sing and bring them into the presence of God, and the demons to flee, you know, just like David did. So, but think about this. When, when the subtitle says, he sang this song to the Lord when God delivered him out of, from all of his enemies and Saul. Listen, this is no small thing. I mean, if you think about over the life of King David, I mean, he had to, he, he, he had a lion and a bear that he had to kill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had Goliath. He had that, some experience. He had some experience. <laughs> yeah, in, in warfare and mm-hmm. in battle. And can you imagine that young kid running out there killing a bear and a lion? Can you imagine that? I just, to me, that's just like my, my brain. It's yeah, a, I don't see myself <laughs> running towards a bear or a lion right, on purpose. Right. I mean, he's out there and he's not. You know, he's just a kid, mm-hmm. but he is going to guard his father's sheep. He is not going to let that those animals destroy and devour the sheep. That was his that was assignment. Right there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was his assignment. He was being trained in the backside. He was being trained out there in the country, in the wilderness. He's being trained to reign by taking care of the sheep. The, the, that, that was the little flock God had given him then, and it was a literal flock. He had to learn how to protect them. He had to learn how to feed them, how to guard them, to guide them. Uh, he had to learn how to shepherd them, how to care for them. Be and patient so, with them. <laughs> and be patient with them, yeah. <laughs> and get them out of, I mean, uh, from what I understand, sheep are really dumb. 
They're really dumb, and they get in all kinds of messes, and, you know, they, they, they do themselves no favor. And so he had to take care of them. But God was doing something in that desert. He was doing something while he was shepherding the flock, and <clears throat> he was teaching him and training him. He, it was being, he was being trained to reign over the people of God. But he also had to learn how to do battle. He, I mean, listen, if you've got a big old angry bear coming at you, uh, the worst thing to do is to turn and run. And, uh, but that would be the natural inclination. But he mm-hmm. stood his ground. And he stood his ground with a lion. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. And so he, he had those kind of enemies. He had, he had in the, the natural enemies. Then he had people come against him. Uh, king Saul was so jealous of King David because David had been anointed king many years before he actually took the throne. And David went and ministered to mm-hmm. King Saul. He would play his instrument. He would, he would sing. And he was, he was there to minister and assist King Saul. And uh, before he took the throne, uh, King Saul tried to kill him over and over and over and over. It was called jealousy. It was called fear, competition, pride, arrogance. Uh, just, just thinking he could outwit God's yeah, plan. Yeah, but he couldn't. <laughs> no, he couldn't. He couldn't. But David, I mean, he had to hide in caves, he and his men. Uh, he had to do war all the time. And then even after he was king, he had to do war. Even his own son Absalom turned against him and led a coup to overtake the throne. And uh, he, and King David left said, Absalom, Absalom, oh, my son Absalom. He was so broken. He was more brokenhearted, I think, because his son did it. Um than what he lost. I think mm-hmm. it was more that, that it was his son. He was just so broken. So <clears throat> we're t- we're, this is a song from a man who has walked through some battles, mm-hmm. who had to learn to trust God and, and stare down and take down a bear and a lion, a Goliath, where all the men, all the trained warriors, and here's this ruddy kid out there going to go feed. It, I think about these things, and I see it in my mind. And so I see this ruddy kid. You know, he's going out there. And the Bible says he was ruddy. I guess that means it means red. And, and he's going out there. He's just a gangly kid. And he's taking, he's going to go check on his brothers. And I think he was taking him food, uh, them food, because they're out at the battle. No, they're not in the battle. They're out there hiding behind mm-hmm. the rocks. And every day, King uh, Philist, uh, Goliath the Philistine would come out and taunt them every day. Every and day. It. And they allowed it every day, shouting insults at them every day. Uh, and uh, just Goliath would stand there, just his mere presence. And they would all huddle in fear, forgetting they had the Lord God, Jehovah, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the great and the mighty God, creator, the everlasting father, the Lord who is a man of war, the lion of Judah on their side. Mm-hmm. They're over there huddling and scared. And here comes this boy. What's going on? You know, why are, why are you hiding? Uh, what, what, is, what does the person get? What does the man get that defeats Goliath? Mm-hmm. He wanted to know, okay, I can take this guy. But, uh, I can take him. <laughs> What's the prize, though? You know, and he comes out. He goes out there. You know, he's going to have free taxes. He's going to get the king's daughter. Oh, I can't even remember all. Uh, but he, it, it was going to be good. He's, okay, I'll do it. You know, and here he goes out there, takes a little slingshot and his stones and one stone in the middle of the forehead and down goes that giant just like that. He takes his sword, takes Goliath's sword and cuts his head off with his own sword. 
Now, this is a man that knew that God would bring him out. Mm-hmm. There was, was a man that knew his way around in a battle because he knew God was with him. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't come with you. I come to you. Uh, with a spear and a sword. Thank you. But I come, come to you, you with the name, name of the Lord. Lord. Whop. I just love it. Whop. <laughs> Whop. <laughs> okay, on the radio, those of you who can't see, that's me. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing a circular motion here <laughs> with my slingshot. Whop. And down that Goliath went. I love it. I love it. And this is a man that is writing this song, praising God, but he's also giving us instruction here in this chapter psalms 18 i will love you O lord my strength his love his heart was towards listen and and just think about it when somebody does something for you when somebody really comes through in a in a in a big way when you are desperate there's there you know there's no way out when somebody comes along and helps you don't you just love them don't you just just appreciate it and you love them and you want to tell them thank you you pulled me out thank you you bailed me out of that situation you know Mm -hmm. so he's saying i love you lord oh my strength and the amplified it says i love you fervently i love that word and devotedly i love you fervently i love you devotedly oh lord my strength My strength is not in myself. The Bible says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Your strength. Listen, if you're listening today and you feel like, you know, I just do not have any strength. I cannot. (laughs) I can't face this battle anymore. I'm tired. Uh, It doesn't seem to get any better. I keep facing the same battle. It keeps hitting me. I just don't have any strength. Listen, the Lord is your strength. Lean into his strength. In your weakness, he'll be made strong. Mm -hmm. The Lord is my rock and fortress and deliverer. Praise God. He's my rock. He's my fortress. He is my deliverer. I will love you, O Lord. You know what? That, the Hebrew word for love there is rakam. It's used only here in all of the Old Testament for a person's love of God or love for God. It expresses an especially tender, deep emotion. My notes in my Bible says mm-hmm. it's, an ex- it's a special tenderness. You know? Hey, men, this, you know, just if, oh, if King David, who could take down a lion and a bear and kill Goliath, it's okay to express tenderness and express um, that deep emotion of love and worship to God. Just turn loose. Just let it go. Just, and it, hey, ladies, you know, just, just begin to worship him fervently and devotedly and declare that he is your strength. There's something about declaring he is your strength when you're, when you're tired, when you're weary, when you feel beaten down. There's something about just saying, I love you, O Lord. You are my strength. And turn your focus away from your lack of strength to his uh, fullness of strength mm-hmm. for you. I will love you, O Lord. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my keen and firm strength in whom I shall trust and take refuge. Refuge, My shield and the horn of my salvation. My, my high tower. He's a high tower. Verse 3. I will call upon the Lord who is to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Say, I will call upon him. For I will be saved from my enemies. Uh, let's read this in the Message Bible, Dawn. It says, I love you, God. You make me strong. That's so simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just make me strong. God is bedrock under my feet. You're, on, you're not on shaky sand, Thank you, Jesus. sifting sand. You're on bedrock, and that's where you stand. 
God is bedrock under my feet, the castle in which I live, my rescuing night. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm. My rescuing night. Um, the castle in which I, hey, we get to live in a castle. It's called the king's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the presence of God. We can, we, we are, the Bible says in Ephesians, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. I may be, I may be right here on this earth. My feet may be touching the ground. I may be walking on this earth, uh, but I am actually seated spiritually in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. And so he's my bedrock. He's my rescuing king. My God, the high crag where I run for dear life. Run for, hey, listen, run for dear, it is your life. Mm -hmm. Run to him, run Mm -hmm. to him. Hiding behind the boulders safe in the granite hideout. Listen, if you're going to hide, don't be hiding in drugs. Don't be hiding in alcohol. Uh, Don't be hiding in fear, but hide in Christ. We are hidden in God in Christ Jesus. We are hidden with him. In verse 3 it says I sing to the Lord, I sing to God the praise lofty and find myself safe and saved. Now there I love that phrase, mm-hmm. safe and saved. Sing to God the praise lofty and I find myself safe and saved. Praise God. I will call upon the Lord who is to be praised, so shall be I be saved from my enemies. And then we're going to skip on down, Don. Let's go down. No, actually, I'm going to read that because I'm going to say something about that. <clears throat> the pangs of death surrounded me and the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple and my cry came before him even to his ears. So get that. What should you do when you feel like, in this verse, sorrow and death and snares? That, 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 that's not a very good setup, okay? No. That's, not, that's not the desired environment I want to live in. But the word is, David is talking about sorrows of Sheol, the snares of death, and distress confronting him. See, we get confronted by the enemy. And he brings these things that are beyond our ability and the natural to do anything about. But what, do, what should you do when that happens? He says, in my distress. I called upon the Lord. That is and the I thing to do. Him. Yes. Because he's what? Don't he's, he's praising? Praiseworthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's praiseworthy. He's the high, lofty God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and again, David said, I will fervently and devotedly love you, O Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, when was he talking about doing this? When things are good? No, yeah. he's actually doing yeah. it right now. Yeah. He's doing it. He does it when it's good and when it's not good, mm-hmm. you know? And so in his distress, he called upon the Lord. Let's see how that says that in the Amplified. In my distress, when, I, when seemingly closed in, that's what the Amplified says. Oh, isn't that the way the devil likes to make things look? That you're seemingly, seemingly closed, closed in. in. Mm-hmm. I called upon the Lord and cried to my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, heavenly dwelling place, and my cry came before him into his very ears. Now think about that. You can cry here on earth. I mean, in heaven, and God in the throne room. I mean, in the third heavens, in the heavenly realms. I can cry down here, and it may just be a little whimper. Jesus. Jesus. 
But he hears me. He in his it says it goes into his very ears. Mm-hmm. I I'm just like I don't know. Maybe I'm I, I get excited about just little phrases in the word. So you have to excuse me. I get excited. He said my cry goes into his very ears. So I'm going to have myself a little praise moment. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Praise you God. Hear our voices. Yes, Father. It goes into his very ears. You know, have you ever been talking to somebody? I, I, I know I because I minister. Like You can tell when somebody's really listening and when they're nodding <laughs> or they're like, would you please be quiet? You mm-hmm. know, it's not going into their very ears. But there's something about when it goes into the very ears of somebody that gets down in their spirit. It gets down into their soul and it does something. And uh, but Our cry goes into his very ears. Praise God. Okay, let's go down to verse 16. He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy. From those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. He drew me out. He reached from on high. He took me. He drew me out of many waters, not just a, a little wading pool, but many waters. Yeah, deep, yeah. <laughs> yeah, deep waters. Listen, I'm going to tell you all a secret, okay? I am not fond of swimming. And I'm sure not fond of swimming in a boat. And there's a lot of deep, deep waters. And if there's a storm out there, I'm not fond of it at all. I don't want to swim in the river, the lake, the ocean. I don't want to go swimming anywhere that I can't see what's in that water. And number two, I don't really care to go swimming in a pool. My idea of swimming is walking around in the pool with it about to my waist, maybe, so it can't get my hair messed up or my makeup. I don't my like it. My little princess. <laughs> it's, my it's, little princess pee. That, that, that's me. That's for sure. So, if you know, I... I Thank God he sent from above and he took me and drew me out of many waters. <laughs> he knows it's not my favorite. She even almost drowned in about two inches of water. <laughs> All right, we don't have to tell that I story. Tell a whole story about that. <laughs> shh, shh. Don't tell everything you know about me. <laughs> he delivered me from my strong enemy. Let me tell you one of my, a couple of my strong enemies were, who they were. It was called fear. Actually, there were three. Fear, rejection, and depression. Mm-hmm. Those were my strong enemies that I had to battle with. And that brought insecurity. Uh, it, that fear tried to shut me down. Uh, it tried to tell me that you're, you're not worth anything. Nobody wants to ever hear anything you have to say. You'll never be able to get up and speak in front of people or sing. Because, see, I knew I had it in me from a child, but I was too scared to do anything with it. And the mm-hmm. devil had me so cornered. And uh, what was that we said a minute ago? Um, Backed, you know, backed into corner. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Got to come out in <laughs> Jesus' name. Got to get out. And so, it it was something that I I had to deal with. Here's a clue: I couldn't just hope it went away. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just pretend it went it went away. Lay there, cover your head, right? And hope when you take the covers off, it's gonna gone. go. It's gonna be all gone. Yeah, I, I couldn't just think it away. I couldn't act like it was gone. I was full of fear, uh, rejection, and depression. And so those were my strong enemies. But praise God. I'm not saying that I, I never face a feeling of fear or I never face a feeling of rejection or depression mm-hmm. that comes. But I don't live there. Right. I command it to go. Right. You know, that's that old saying that um, you can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can sure keep them from making a nest in your hair. It's that... that 
that track that's in your brain, that racetrack that the cars go on of thoughts that uh, they, they want to just keep continuing to go. No, you have to derail that car. You can't allow that thought to have place. So whenever I find myself thinking that way, and, and guys, sometimes, I mean, I, I think that there's a, like there's a, a reverent fear. It's just like, okay, when I go speak somewhere or something, it's like that reverent fear. Okay, God, it has I to be you. you. I, I need want, you. I don't want it to be me. Right. I don't want to do anything about, that's going to hurt your kingdom. It, exactly. <laughs> it's got to be him. And so there's that reverent fear, but it's not a paralyzing fear. Right. It's not a debilitating fear. It's like, okay, God, I realize it's you through me, and so I open my mouth, but I am, I'm not, don't, not doing it flippantly. Mm-hmm. But there's a fear that can shut you down, shut you up, and put you in a corner and tangle you all up to, so that you're not even able to be who you were created to be. I was created to do this. It doesn't make sense. doesn't make sense to me. Probably doesn't make sense to other people. I w- but I was created to do what I do, but the devil had me so wrapped up and twisted up Mm-hmm. that he was trying he was he was preventing trying to prevent me from becoming the true identity that I am in Christ the reason for which I was born and so those were my strong enemies and it, I I know this if God had not shown me that he would bring me out and the weapons of my warfare and what to do and press into him and just keep loving him and he declare he's my strength and my strong tower. But to wage war against those things, my life today would be so totally very different. Very mm-hmm. different. I wouldn't I I wouldn't even want to think about it. Because fear and rejection and depression you know, it, it just, it brings that abandonment with abandonment and... Yeah, it and doesn't just, just come on, on, on no. its own. It brings more. Exactly. If you, give in, if you give one place area, then it brings more with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And so you have to just say, okay, no place. There's no room for you here. Give the devil no foothold, mm-hmm. no place, no platform. So he sent from above and he took me, he drew me out of many waters, praise God. Let's see what it says here in the... Uh, Message Bible, but me, he caught. <laughs> he caught me. He caught me. Reached all the way from sky to sea. He pulled me out of that ocean of hate, that enemy chaos. My life was pretty chaotic, too, you know. There was a lot going on in my world. Of that ocean of hate, that enemy chaos, the void in which I was drowning. Mm. There is a void that you can drown in. There's an emptiness in your soul, in your spirit, that you know something's not right. You're not, you're not really being who you were created to be, and you're not in that connection with the Lord God, Jehovah. They hit me when I was down, but God stuck by me. That's a word right there. Thank you, Father. No matter what you're going through, he'll stick by you. He stood me up on a wide open field. Now, listen to this. I stood there saved, surprised to be loved. If that is not, if that is not what God did for me as a child, I, I don't know what, it, what else it would be. And as an adult, and he brought me into that place, I'd, he caught me. He reached all the way from sky to sea. He pulled me out of that ocean of hate, that enemy chaos, the void in which I was drowning. 
They hit me when I was down, but God stuck by me. He stood me up on a wide open field. I stood there saved, surprised to be loved. Mm -hmm. Aren't we all like that a little bit right now? I mean, I am even still to this day. I know that the Lord Mm -hmm. loves me. I know how many times he's he's, um, picked me up out of the the mire and how many times he saved me, but every time. I still am surprised to be loved that he's so much into my, the details of my life. And I'm surprised every time and I still, but it's a good surprise because then I turn and go, God, I'm, I don't know why you do that for me, but Lord, I, th- I am grateful that you love me that way, that you see me that way, that you are into every detail of my life. And mm-hmm. it's a good, it's a good surprise. It's never a, it's not the kind of surprise like you come around the corner and somebody scares you. It's that just, oh God, that you pay so much attention to me. When there's millions of people on this world, in this world, I am not too little. Amen. For you to be. To, You're not to unnoticed. T- I'm not unnoticed. You hear my cry. It goes right to your throne room, it says in my Bible. It goes right to your sanctuary and it falls on your ears and you rescue me every single time. May not always be the way I wanted it, mm-hmm. but he does rescue me yes. every single time. And when I stop and realize how he rescued me, I stop. <laughs> oh yeah. God, I don't know why, but I love you so much. Amen. Amen. God is so good. Hey, if you are listening today and you you need God to save you right now, like you're a salvation for eternity, just say, Lord, come into my life. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me, change me. I give you my life. I give you all the past. I give you today and I give you my future. Come in, change me. I want to be like you. Be the Lord of my life in Jesus' name. Amen. If you do that, God will do it right just like that. And all his, your cry will go straight to his ears. <clears throat> and if you are one that you need to be saved from a particular circumstance or situation, something is happening, I've just cried to the Lord and just say, Lord, I cry to you. I look to you. You are my strength. You are my fortress. You are my help and you are my hope. I invite you into this situation. I invite you into my marriage, into my children's lives, into our finances, to my health, whatever it may be, into this area where I am caught in addictions. I invite you in. Set me free and deliver me. I call upon you. You are the Savior in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed those prayers and if you, or if you want someone to pray with you, call our prayer line, 866-241-0579. 866-241-0579. And we have anointed, trained prayer ministers that will pray for you and help you and send you out some scriptures free that will be a blessing to you, that will help you for the area that you need prayer for. Also, I invite you to go to our website at lueda.org, L-O-U-A-D-A.org. And there's lots of wonderful free resources. There's lots of messages that I've preached. And there's radio broadcasts. There's videos of our TV program. Uh, just so many things. A DVD series that I would love for you to check out and see. And so go to lueda.org. And I believe it will be a blessing to you. Thank you to everyone that supports us. We'll be right back in just a moment. Don't go away. <laughs> 